This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, Hour 2. Great day for talk radio. As a matter of fact, it's uh, going to warm up over the weekend. Good news, isn't it? I mean, it's not as cold as it was. It was still defyingly cold earlier this week, and now we're starting to see the temperatures nudging up. As a matter of fact, Sherry DeNovo is waiting uh, in the wings. She is going to join our panel here shortly, and uh, she was saying, you know, uh, it almost feels pleasant now as she came in from the cold, so to speak. Uh, So we'll find out exactly uh, what is doing as far as uh, topics worthy of discussion with Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, Michael Giles. Shortly on uh, one topic worthy of discussion, certainly we had a brief uh, confab about it in the uh, first hour of the program. It has to do with health care in the province, since uh, that now has become somewhat of a lightning rod for the Ford government with this draft uh, legislation that was prepared, uh, I guess, as just an overview of what uh, might be in the works as far as reform is concerned. Now, the interim uh, leader of the Liberals, John Fraser, uh, he's kind of dubious that this is even just a draft, or at least it's a draft, he says, for now. Listen. You don't spend time drafting a bill that's 81 pages long, that's as specific as that, without intent. I've seen this movie before. 1996 to 2003, restructuring, centralization of power and bureaucracy. All right. Well, uh, he has his qualms about this, as do some others. The Ontario Federation of Labor came out with a uh, statement suggesting that this is uh, something that obviously uh, scares them, a gargantuan nightmare scenario. And uh, now the Ontario Health Coalition, likewise, along the same vein, believing this to be uh, something the prospects uh, are doom and gloom for the province. Let's get Sarah LaBelle in here, a board member and spokesperson for the Ontario Health Coalition. Sarah, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate your coming on. First of all, you know, uh, Fraser is dubious that this is just a draft legislation, even though Christine Elliott, the health minister, uh, tried to emphasize that that's all this was yesterday in response to Andrea Horvath in the legislature. Uh Do you believe it's just a draft or do you have your doubts as well? I have my doubts as well. Um, I'm along the same lines. I don't think people spend a whole lot of time investing in 81 pages of something that is just a draft. I mean, obviously, they're probably going to go further. Maybe it's their first right and they may tweak it. There were a lot of notes going throughout on what the legislation is and pieces that they need to look at. But I think ultimately it is a blueprint for the legislation that they plan on introducing uh, it to restructure health care in the province of Ontario. Well, do you think that Doug Ford, the government, has a mandate to uh, restructure or improve health in the province? I, I think that... The people of Ontario leading into the election made it very, very clear that hallway medicine was top of mind and was an issue in every single community. However, they did not give Doug Ford the mandate to do massive restructuring and privatization of the health care system that will actually, you know, make the quality of health care and uh, decrease access to health care in communities. This 80, over 80-page 80 document is, you know, this bill goes much further than just taking existing lens and piling them into one super agency. It gives that super agency new powers to order any health service provider to contract out any part of the supply chain or procurement, procurement without limits or definitions. So it could essentially order the wholesale uh, privatization of health care. 
Um, they can also order them to privatize the services to a supplier it chooses. And the, the real issue with all of this is that while there were problems with the LINs uh, and, and how they were implemented, um, it, under this legislation, there is none of the progressive public interest amendments that we won to the LINs legislation. The, the things like open board meetings, public consultations, an appeals process, all of that is gone. So it's really giving the, the, the power to the ministry at, and to the minister specifically to create mega mergers, massive restructuring on a scale that we have never seen in the province of, of Ontario. And it's very concerning because there is no no mention of things that are in the public interest in this legislation. Would you concede, uh, though, that there is still room for reform within the lens? That nobody would ever have disagreed, uh, you know, that the lens you know, should be reformed or that, that, you know, there was a problem with them. We, everybody criticized them initially, including the Ontario Health Coalition and other organizations. All right. What were the problems with the lens as they exist right now? Too much bureaucracy? Uh, the, there is still bureaucracy within the lens. Um, the challenge with the lens is, is you know, the, the flaw of the lens legislation was that it didn't require, you know, proper public consultation, which is still the same problem in the existing legislation, the new one that they, they will be introducing. They were undemocratic. They were unelected. There was no mechanism for meaningful public input. Those are the same problems that, are inside this new draft of legislation. There is no mechanism for public consultation. The the 15 up to 15 person board is appointed. So the whole, you know, issue of undemocratic and having no voice and no consultation still exists in the draft legislation that they they have, you know, leaked that came out yesterday. Again, Sarah LaBelle's with us, board member and spokesperson for the Ontario Health Coalition, quite disturbed by this draft legislation leaked to the NDP that surfaced yesterday when it talks about uh, reform to the health care system in Ontario. Now, uh, you do talk, uh, as well as the OFL, suggesting that, you know, Doug Ford is going to just privatize everything. Uh, but Christine Elliott yesterday said in response that, the Ford government's committed to public health. Uh, I I don't know that she really said that. That she comments on on OHIP. However, she never came right out to say that they wouldn't be privatizing healthcare. That that never was clear in the press conference that she did. Uh, the concern is we do already have you know a two tiered system in the province province of Ontario. In fact, it's something that the Ontario Health Coalition has been very critical of. And and the issue with the two-tiered healthcare system we currently have, which will be worse under this new legislation, the issue is that in areas where we are seeing the private two-tier healthcare is that there are user fees for people who are requiring services. They're going to private clinics. They call them booking fees. They call them block fees. They have jump the queue fees. There, you know, there is big concern about what that means for people who will need to get access to health care if they all of a sudden are able to move any service they possibly want into the hands of any individual or entity in the province of Ontario. There will be no checks and balances. 
and there's no opportunity for consultation, and it's undemocratic. So those are our concerns with this new legislation. Well, would you have a problem with there being some kind of, uh, well, there's already uh, a private aspect to public health care in the province. I mean, that's undeniable. You go to clinics for blood work or, uh, you know, these kinds of things. Those are private enterprises. Uh, So why are we quibbling over this if it's expanded and shown to be more efficient and better and serves the greater public good? But it's it hasn't shown itself to be more efficient or serve the pu- public good. In fact, but it takes pressure off very, the system. We have been very very critical of the private clinics because the private clinics, even if you want to talk about the lab clinics, the data is out there that the private clinics that blood tests cost fifty percent more, so they are not more efficient. When they close the public hospitals for people to get access to lab testing, they actually decrease the access in a lot of communities because people weren't able to go to their public hospitals. So there is no evidence out there that suggests that it will be more efficient. In fact, there's tons of evidence out there on MRI clinics, private clinics in Saskatchewan that tell you the exact opposite. They paint the exact opposite picture, that it is more costly and it actually puts a strain on the public system. Well, speaking of MRIs, there are people who are waiting weeks, if not months, to get an MRI. That seems to me like there's something dysfunctional in the system. Maybe a private clinic could operate on a a better basis, serving, uh, you know, people in need uh, and expediting these kinds of things. So let me ask you, uh, if I gave you the magic wand, uh, what is the panacea to fixing the system then from the Ontario Health Coalition's? Is it all public and just pour more money and resources and right away we'd have a fix? It's not as simple as that, and it's not a panacea. There are the the healthcare system is is a whole system, right? We have long term care, home care, hospitals, the primary care, and and there has to be a view about how to fix the healthcare system as a whole. There is a need for more long term care beds. That there has to be a discussion on that. There is a need for more public home care. Right now, the home care system is extremely fragmented. In fact, the only public piece of the home care system is delivered through the lens right now. That There has to be a conversation, but it has to be done around planning, proper planning in communities. And it's not just as simple as throwing more money into the system, but I do want to talk about the money piece because the province of Ontario has funded their hospitals the lowest in Canada. We are at the bottom. We fund our hospitals. We have the least number of beds. We're third from the bottom in the OECD. We have one in nine patients who are discharged from hospitals being readmitted within 30 days, which speaks to a problem of people being discharged too soon. They're coming back with huge complications, with with issues that are having to be dealt with through our emergency room departments, which that is inefficient and, and costly. So there are mechanisms to deal with you know, the overcrowding and and to fix our healthcare system, but it's not done through an undemocratic bill that nobody's had any consultation on that gives the minister all the powers when there's been no consultation with direct frontline staff uh-huh. on how to fix the healthcare system. Well, all right, you talk about long-term care facilities and uh, Marketplace with CBC uh, has just done a report on somebody who went undercover and shows, you know, how people are the elderly are being abused and not cared for and, you know, they're languishing in their own filth and uh, it's just a horrific story. So if we had more people, but I mean, if is it necessary that these people be public sector workers? Maybe in a private setting, uh, they wouldn't be unionized and drawing the same labor or wage component. Uh, that would be an efficiency, wouldn't it? No, and currently right now, actually, in our long-term care sector, 
the majority of long-term care homes are actually private and you don't see more efficiencies in the private system because they're there to operate to make a profit and under the public system you can deliver a system efficiently because you're 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 delivering the service without a profit mode on there like well, well, do you think competition is necessarily a bad thing then in healthcare? No, competition is absolutely a bad thing in healthcare. Competition is there's there's places where competition doesn't work, and it's in healthcare. We the the healthcare system is meant to deliver a service, and the the public and Medicare system that we have developed over the years, it was you know developed back in the 60s. It is a good model of care, and in countries where they have a single payer system, some of the most efficient models in the world are single payer system models, and in fact. The ones that have gone to that model are, are seeing better outcomes and better delivery at a lower cost than we are in Canada. Well, it seems like we're uh, now on the brink of rationizing, uh, rationing rather, our uh, health care services, which is unconscionable in a, a wealthy country like this. And uh, we do have the public system, so I don't know how we got to where we got to. Any idea? Well, we, we got to rationing of services because there has been massive cuts to to corporate taxes and to you know personal taxes on the high income earners over the years i mean you can't expect to take a whole huge chunk of revenue out of you know your province without expecting it to impact your bottom line we do how however have you know the highest gdp you know that we've ever had there is an opportunity but the, there there has to be a serious conversation about where resources are put we should not be investing in public-private partnerships in hospitals, builds. We know that the Auditor General, not only the Auditor General in Ontario, who told us that we overspent by $8 billion, we also know from the Auditor General in BC, in Saskatchewan, in Quebec, they have all given the exact same evidence that we overspend when we do that model. So let's start putting the money into frontline care rather into projects that are lining the pockets of you know the wealthiest people in the mm. country and mm. corporations. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, that sort of puts everything into a clear focus for me. I appreciate your time, Sarah. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Sarah LaBelle, uh, again, is a board member and spokesperson for the Ontario Health Coalition. <laughs> now we know. Uh, this one's not going away anytime soon. The debate over uh, private versus public health, some hybrid therein thereof, but uh, reform is necessary. We know that. That's just inevitable. We're uh, facing a crisis in health care in the province, and uh, something's got to give. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.